Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I'm your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with Nelson Newt in the building. And we have a very, very special guest who, him and I, we've been talking about doing a podcast episode for I cannot tell you how long. It has been a very, very long time. And uh, it's just so interesting that it happened to be tonight. At, as we are all not really in the best of moods when it comes to the Denver Nuggets at this moment, and we will explain why in a second. But we have a special guest tonight, Keaton Daly. Keaton, how is How's everything going, going on your on your end, man? Talk to us. Uh, great. Other than what we're about to get into, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to let loose on some. You know, I'm ready to just get it out of my system, man. I'm you know, right. Trying not to overreact. <laughs> gotcha gotcha nelson what's going on man how are you feeling before we even touch on basketball stuff um i'm feeling good man it's friday um that that is true and uh other than that i think the sky is falling but um you know we're we're all good gotcha 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 well um Obviously, we get we we know we know what just happened. We all just witnessed the Nuggets uh, playing the San Antonio Spurs and losing. Now we will we'll go into detail um, in a second here, but just the first thing that we did see tonight, obviously being a loss, Jokic did in fact have his triple double, and uh, the Nuggets lost. So that streak that he's had was it twenty nine games in a row going yep. back to going back to last season. Yep. That streak is now over. So it's one of those situations where you know you kind of wish that the result was a little different because he did play really well. He did. What was his what was his line? What what 37, 37 11 and eleven and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So he he played he played extremely well tonight. Definitely was a lot more aggressive. Um, at, you know, in comparison to what he's been doing recently, because he's been what, I don't know, 15 points, 18 points the last couple of games. And it's like, Jokic, we understand you like to pass the ball, bro. We get it. But at, there are a lot of moments where we need you to just be like, put your head down and just start scoring. And I was happy to see that he did that tonight, you know, but there were so many missed shots. So like the defense was just non-existent in my opinion, you know, I'm watching them, you know, Jokic pretty much getting targeted in the paint. And and I'll tell you guys, one of, the, one of the things that I did do tonight, I watched the game from a different perspective. I watched the game not just as a Nuggets fan, but as just a, a casual NBA fan watching the Denver Nuggets, right? Because I wanted to to kind of put myself in a different a different mindset. And I'll be honest with y'all, it 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 seemed way too easy for teams to score or or for the Spurs to score tonight going into the paint, especially. And I could kind of understand why certain people would look at the Nuggets and look at Jokic, right? Look, Jokic, especially as, you know, being a defensive liability. I can see it, but here's the thing. He does a lot of things defensively that, that don't really show up on the stat sheet. So I'm not taking shots at him in, in any way, but I did see it. Like I could see there's just certain things. There's just something that the Nuggets are still missing as good as they are still being six games up on the Sacramento Kings um, in the Western Conference. So, of course, the Nuggets still have a nice a nice cushion there. But uh, it was definitely a, not a good loss, you know, and, and I'll ask a couple questions about that later on. But, Keaton, you know, since you are our guest here tonight, I just want your immediate thoughts on the game. Man, my immediate thoughts is Jokic played well. Um, it was nice to see that, like you said, he was a lot more aggressive. 
Um, and I'm not trying to overreact to this loss. Um, I'm not sure what's mixing in that in, in there the last couple couple games. Um, I hope we're not taking our foot off the gas pedal because we got a lot of work to do. Um, this is the best Nuggets team that we've ever had. Never had, um, yes. And so I hope that they truly understand the moment and, and the time that we're in and they don't take that for granted. Um, and the last two games, you start to kind of think that way in a certain way. Um, defensively, um, especially in that second quarter tonight, that was just terrifying. Um, right. you never, you never want to see it. Um, 42 points in the second quarter to, in my eyes, the worst team in the NBA. Um, that's just not good. And then, you know, another thing I text you, I said, this is going to hurt not to be negative, but this might hurt Jokic's MVP case a little bit mm-hmm. um, just the way the media looks at it because we all know how much the media does control this narrative and they like to push narratives and and with Embiid hitting the game winning shot tonight wow yeah I and us that. losing us losing the Spurs losing to the worst team in the NBA even though Jokic put up numbers they're not going to see that you know what I mean they're going to nah, see that we nah, lost no um, so this could be I mean I don't want to bring it up but this could be kind of a turning point tonight especially if this kind of continues for the next couple games um where the mvp case gets closer you know and yeah he's won back to back but it sure would be awesome to see him win three in a row be the fourth player to ever do it um but we want we want the championship ring you know what i mean for sure Um, so it's all about mentality and i hope we don't lose that so. Absolutely. Nelson, talk to us. What were your immediate thoughts <clears throat> on the game? Uh, immediate thoughts are that we would all overreact um, yeah. to it. And I think that's a natural thing to do, right? Um, immediate thoughts are that was a 16, um, a game that a team that had won 16 games before tonight. Um, so, you know, just pathetic that they go in. They should have dominated this from the beginning. They didn't. They took their, you know, the foot off the gas pedal. This is, um, this goes back to, in my mind, the biggest um, knock against Malone in his career as a Nuggets coach. And it, it's gone away this year for sure in the sense of losing to teams that you should beat. And right. that happened against the Bulls. And now it happens against a very bad um, San Antonio team that in my mind, if you look at their starters, right. I wonder out of those five guys, is there one guy on that, on that team that would start for any other team in the NBA and maybe outside of Johnson, they have one player, but that's it. So they're not a good basketball team. And, um, it just is painful to watch. The painful part is the complete lack of defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, to give up that many points to a team like the Spurs is unacceptable. And I'll say this, you know, I heard you talk about um, Keaton about the MVP. I really don't give a crap about the MVP. I want to see, um, I think that'll take care of itself. Uh, and I think Joker's uh, numbers tonight will kind of supersede the loss. But I think the the one thing we need to look about is we won a championship, yeah. right? And if you're going to be a championship contender, you can't play these teams like this 
And so that's that's really disheartening. Again, I think, you know, Hastings on the broadcast always pounds on the bench, but the bench was god awful tonight. Yeah. Um both defensively and offensively and effort-wise, Bruce Brown has kind of taken a little nosedive. Um I didn't like the substitution pattern either late in the game with um Porter out. I would have liked to have seen some other people in the game besides Brown. Um, so I didn't care for that either. So um, overall, it's it's just not a good look. I just hope it's just a momentary funk. Right. Um, and I want to get into what's coming up um, on the on the schedule um, because it's it's one home game and then five road games. So it doesn't get any easier than tonight. And uh, although I think the road the road games are winnable, I think it's going to be challenging. So, you know, this is not what you want going into the end of the season. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. It, um, I think, that, and, and I actually tweeted about it too. You know, just saying, it almost seems like the bad habits, right? Like, look at look at the going back to the Raptors game because we're talking the last three games in general. We all thought the Nuggets would lose that Raptors game. I know at that point, you know, midway through sure. the game, I, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, this is the Nuggets lost this one. But then you go into the Bulls game, and you're like, no, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna lose this one, right? And then you lose by what double digits at home. And then you play the Spurs, like you mentioned, like you both of you guys mentioned, you know, being pretty much the worst team in the league. And on, I mean, uh, I guess surpassing from that first quarter, I mean, the Nuggets played pretty well in the first quarter. So you were thinking, I'm thinking, oh, it was going to be an easy night after that. You know, Jamal Murray got his the, the three point record and all this different type of stuff happened. So I'm thinking, you know, just coast the rest of the night and you guys should be fine. No, the Spurs came to fight. Greg Popovich pretty much told his guys, like, oh, they're 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 getting lackadaisical now. Go at them. And you could you could kind of see that 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 was just happening. Now, obviously, you guys, you know, we even brought up just the Bulls game there. Did you guys have any thoughts about just the Bulls game in particular? Was there anything that you saw in that game? Um, because I saw the entire Nuggets team try to get Jamal Murray that record. That's exactly that's what, what I was going to say. That's man. what I saw. Like from the start of the game, being mm-hmm. only two point two three pointers away from having the record, all I saw was feed Jamal, feed Jamal, feed Jamal. And his three-point shooting is actually becoming an issue now because if you look at it from that game, he was, I believe he was one of seven in the Bulls game. And then tonight, I believe he was like two of nine or something, something along those lines. I know – at one point he was two of seven and I think he missed like the last two after that. Um, but I know he did not shoot the three very well. Of course he got the record since he hit one, but you know, it was just a little, a little disheartening with, with the way that, you know, the guys in the paint were getting attacked and um, just the bench play. Like we talk, we've been talking about this, the bench for the entire season. And um, I'll tell y'all in the first, like the first quarter, Start. It was looking okay at first with the start off because you know you saw Thomas Bryant. You know hit. He had a mid range and then he got the offensive rebound. Went up with it. Then you hit. You know you had a couple things that I was looking at like, huh. You know Jeff Green was doing all right, but then it just it just went downhill from there. So um, what did you guys see from the Bulls game in particular um, that that kind of just made you kind of look like, huh? What was that? What about you, Keaton? Um, just like you said, man, it, it really seemed like they were trying to get Jamal the record. Um, and then it got to the point where, uh, 
defensively, obviously. I mean, the Bulls, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember where they are in the Eastern Conference standings, but they, they're, they like, right on the fringe, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and it just goes to taking the foot off the gas. But I don't know if it's, like, we, we think, okay, we're the best team in the West, and it's like, okay, we can take minutes off. We can take we can take three to five minute stretches off, right. you know, and then all of a sudden that just compounds itself. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, uh, we can't come back on this one. You know what I mean? And in the Toronto game, it was, it was the same way, but we ended up benefiting from that. But Chicago, they don't, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, Mr. Midrange, you know, he's, he's a great player. Um, you can't sleep on that. You know what I mean? And, and they, it just like Jokic, Jokic wasn't nearly as aggressive obviously, as he was tonight. Um, like I was telling you the other night, Jokic has to be – he makes the Nuggets go. Obviously, that's super obvious to us. Mm-hmm. But, like, like Jokic be getting everyone involved, I respect that. That's cool. But when but when we're struggling and we're, we're in this funk, he has to be the guy to get us out. It can't be right. anyone else. He's the MVP for a reason. It's got to be him. So if we're struggling and we're, we're going downhill, it's got to go to him in the post – or just let him decide what is going on. And it has to filter through him. Um, right. Defensively, the intensity has to be up. Um, you know, and like you said earlier, you know, Jokic doesn't show up in the flashy ways on the, on the stat sheet when it comes to defense, but he gets deflections all the time and stuff like that. And that, that contributes to hustle plays and hustle plays can start runs and different things like that. And that was what was missing in Chicago in the Chicago game is just those little plays that can push you over the hump to get a run going. Nice. Um, and, you know, and then that carried into tonight, you know, and, and it's just kind of sitting with us right now. Um, and that goes to the leadership, the veteran leadership of the team. You know, KCP has to, you know, be – I, I could be wrong. Obviously I'm not in that locker room, but he's the leader, right? He's, he's gotta be a vocal leader. He's won a championship. He's, he's been in that mix before. And so he's got to be more vocal and, and lead the team, you know, out of these little slumps. You know what I mean? We haven't really yeah. experienced one of these slumps in a while. So that's who I expect to be more of a leader right now is KCP. Gotcha, gotcha. Nelson, talk to us. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it goes back actually to the Memphis game. Um, and if you think about how they struggled through that game into the fourth quarter, that then went into the Toronto game where it was very similar. And again, I think everyone would agree we all thought that they were going to lose that game. Then they lay an egg against Chicago and then lay another egg against San Antonio. So I think it's kind of going, this is a little bit further back even. Uh, That might be um, too too much, but I think that there's some um, truth to that. And I also think, um, as Keaton said, I think when Joker does his thing and he's not um, a focal point of the offense from um, getting the buckets and things of that nature, when there there are times when it is maddening when – um, is in like within four feet and then he'll kick it out to a three. And if they miss the three, then you're like, dude, th- that's two points that are gone. Like you, he would make that shot nine. Out oh of yeah. Times. And he did that all the times in both of those games. Um, and then tonight you could see where the coaching staff much just said, look, 
you are the leader of this team. You have to be the offensive focal point. You have to be the guy. But look, they lost again. So uh, Maul's struggling from the three-point line for sure. Um, no doubt about that. You know, and that's the that's the other thing that we talk about too. Like, you know, the MVP uh, Joker would be the first player to ever win two MVPs and then a third one without any all stars on the team and mm-hmm. or defensive players um, of the year or anything like that. So he's not getting. He there's got to be the second player on this team that's consistent every night. Now we've had. Jamal pick it up at certain points. MPJ has been great lately. Um, you know, we talk about like the 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 double technical and MPJ. That's right. not a that's not a good trade off. Um, you know, Zach Collins for MPJ is not no, a good trade off for the Nuggets. No. Uh, you're talking about losing your second or third best scorer. They're talking about some some stiff that doesn't even play most of the time. So. Um, sure. So, so yeah, there's just some things going on. Um, they looked really tired also to me. In the Chicago game, I wanted to go back to that too. Uh, Chicago was really physical with them, um, especially on the defensive end. They really pushed the ball out to the perimeter. Um, so I didn't think the Nuggets got a gr- lot of great looks. Um, and I thought they were really physical with Jamal Murray. I think that's kind of – if you'll notice, people are going with bigger players against Jamal. And I think he may be wearing down a little bit uh, from the knee. Uh, again, we don't know this. This is just hyperbole. And Aaron Gordon's not played as well uh, since he's returned. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it was funny because I was I was at the gym earlier today, you know, talking to one of my friends. And we were talking about um, what we're seeing from Aaron Gordon, right? And, and both of us pretty much agreed. It, it still seems like he's bothered right now like it, it doesn't he doesn't have the same bounce that we were we were used to prior to him having that that injury and what was it the the rib it's like a rib contusion or something something like that um yeah and the just, shoulder and the right shoulder. right ribs and shoulder correct and it just doesn't he doesn't have the same bounce he doesn't have the same um that that same quickness like it, there's just not i'm not seeing what i saw remember you know the first half of the season when we're talking about aaron gordon being an all-star right like there was a there was a certain level of play that we were seeing from him, and I'm not seeing that right now. I'm just not seeing it, and and it to me it makes sense that maybe there is still some injuries bothering him at the moment, but it just uh it doesn't seem like like he's fully there. Although he is playing, it just doesn't feel like he's fully there. So um, that's just the way I see it as well. It seems like you 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 agree with that. So I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, we're in a we're in a very weird spot because we're at a place where, yes, it's been two games. Yes, the Nuggets have lost some really bad games to really bad teams. The, because you guys were asking about the Bulls. The Bulls are eleventh in the East, right? Um, I think they are thirty and thirty-eight, something like that. Yeah, but if you can, you know, there. I mean, they, it's not like the Bulls don't have talent, right? Right, they're, got, no, they're a very talented team. You've got sure. Zach yeah. Levine. You've got, um, you know, uh, the center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, and so Rosen. it's not mm-hmm. like they're not a credible, right? You know, right. young team. They've got some talent. It's just a matter of whatever's gone wrong with their season. They certainly haven't been as good as maybe some people would have thought. Um, 
losing to the Spurs is just unacceptable. I mean, and it just reminds me of all the times before where we, not we, but the Nuggets would would stumble against teams that just aren't very good because yeah, you yeah. mentally you have you you can't think it's a win going into the stadium, or not that it's a win, but that it's a guaranteed win just because you're going in against a bad team. You have to play their NBA teams. You have to play up to the up to the challenge every single night, and and that is to me more mental than physical. And so I don't know. There's something going on right now. And I, again, sky is falling, but realistically, <laughs> I, I think they'll turn it around. And we just got to, we got to stay the course. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you guys, obviously, we talked about the Spurs. Now, Keaton, I did want to get your thoughts on um, that same moment where the Nuggets, and I thought the Nuggets would turn things around when this mm-hmm. moment happened in the game where Michael Porter cut right down the middle and dunked on Zach Collins, who mm-hmm. by the way, has a very annoying face. And that is just in my opinion. <laughs> there's, just, there's just something, there's just something about him going back to uh, his Portland trailblazers Portland days. days. Oh, yeah. Like every time I see this guy, it's like, I kind of understand why people don't like them. I get it. Like, it's just, just yeah. him. Just, I don't know if it's the way he smiles or something. There's something about him. There's just mm-hmm. like, man, I can't, I would never be friends with this guy. Um, but, <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. but he got dunked on by MPJ and, and in the slow-mo, you know, camera view, MPJ mm-hmm. did say something and he did get, uh, you know, I want to say like unsportsmanlike because mm-hmm. they did blow the whistle at that very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, Zach Collins went up and he pretty much put his forehead into Michael Porter's chin and kind of mushed him. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Michael Porter pushed back on him in the neck area and they both got ejected. What were your thoughts just while that was happening? Um, my first thoughts were, um, as, as maybe it's weird, but I was happy to see it in a way, not, not to see him get ejected. Um, right. Not at all. I don't want to see that. Um, but it's nice to see a little bit of a, uh, feistier side to the nuggets right um it kind of brought back okay so we're, we're getting close to the playoffs right and that's that's when that's when the physicality really gets amped up and and really turned up and it's zach collins has has a pass with the nuggets um mm-hmm. you know i text you a little bit about that a few years back you know he got into it with Jokic and jamal and was saying some pretty low blow things um and maybe, maybe, maybe not. That has something to do with it, because um, we've played, you know, Portland a few times in the playoffs, right? Pretty, pretty good series, if I remember. And um, so that might have something to do with it. But also, it was nice to see Porter just not back down, right? Um, but obviously, I don't want to see him get hurt whatsoever. I don't want to see any of that. But it's nice to see the physicality. Um, don't want to see him get ejected. Uh, we got to keep that under control. But uh, um, a tech one, once or twice doesn't really help, you know, it doesn't really hurt no one. Um, when you're getting kind of in that playoff mode where everything does get turned up, everything gets more physical and it's, you know, teams are going to come after MPJ, right? Mm-hmm. They always have, um, on the defensive side, he's a lot better defensively this year than he has been in years past, but teams, obviously they target MPJ on the defensive side. Um, so that's another part of it. Um, I'm glad he went up strong and I'm glad he finished. <laughs> um, but that all mixes into it, right? It's it just goes back to the physicality and the, and the physical play that we need to play with in order to win a championship. Um, 
I am not mad by any means to get a few technicals on the way. Uh, we just got to keep everybody healthy. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, I th- I think um, Jeremy. Here's here's what I think. I think first of all, that was one of the best dunks of the year. Number two is, uh, you know, you can't do what he did. He talked smack. Um, number three, I do not think he should have been kicked out of the game. Agreed. The guy guy the guy got into his grill, and all he did is push back. Like, what is he supposed to do? Let the guy have you know right in his face like the whole time. So. To me, it should have been one technical on MPJ and and Colin should have been thrown out. That's not how they saw it. So it is what it is. But here's what I don't like. I don't like that if you're if you're really having a hard time being motivated for the game. And I think um, Marlo and Hastings alluded to this. Well, maybe this will be the jump start for the Nuggets. Well, guess what? It wasn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't. It didn't fire them up to stop to stop them defensively. It didn't. It wasn't like okay, this game you just pissed off the you know uh, the mountain lion, and we're gonna we're gonna eat our prey now. This didn't happen. This they they did. It didn't do anything to motivate them to to change the outcome in my mind. So to me, that's disappointing. I mean, if you look, if you're if you're flat going into a road game. And you need some motivation. Well, you just got the motivation, right? Somebody yeah. got in your grill. And what's the best way to shut them up? To win the game. And they didn't do that. So to me, that's disappointing. Um, it's not disappointing to see what Michael Porter did. I think Michael Porter did nothing wrong. But it's disappointing that the Nuggets respond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard the exact same thing that you heard. You know, you you as soon as that uh, that situation happened, you, you heard the same thing where it's like, is this going to be the spark that the Nuggets need? And, you know, I mean, sometimes you do hope that those moments happen, because even if you look at like hockey, sometimes when you have a little tussle that could change just the dynamic of a game. But not all the time, clearly. Right. Like not all the time. And, and you, you said it correctly, where they should have had that motivation prior to that like they, that, right. that that should not have been even needed to spark anything the spark should be pride the spark right. should be you have a goal that you need to accomplish and you know that this these are the types of matchups that you have to win that's what that's what it should have been I, I, I and then you know we've talked about this before i guarantee in 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 and i'm sure you guys could take a listen to probably one of the post-game conferences or something like that and they're gonna say Hey, so what happened tonight? And all you're gonna hear is, oh, you know, we we were not we were not aggressive enough. That's all you're gonna hear. That's it. Because you hear the same thing when they win. Oh, yeah, we were aggressive tonight. Hey, can we is there a reason that we can't get that aggression every night? I understand the nuggets are good, right? You know, nuggets are, you know, still number one in the West. And I'm not I'm not saying that to overreact, but but the way that I see it is these are the games that this particular team should not be losing like they just they just should not they're they're too good and they're too talented and because this was a essentially a fully powered nuggets team right like like that's what that's what we kind of had on the floor tonight um with everybody so there was no excuse essentially i mean yeah mpj got ejected but the nuggets were losing when that happened too right? right so so there was no you know well hey well the nuggets didn't have mpj no they had them they had them so yeah, it's it's you know bad losses back to back, but of course 
I, I'm not trying to overreact to this. And I think that was that was actually my question for you guys. Um, and I know it's it's you guys kind of answered this already, essentially. But um, just overall, if you look at at not even just the last two games, even looking at the Raptors game, just partially, although they did win that game. Um, do you guys do you guys feel as though this is a moment for for any worry to seep in or is this just we we brush off these two losses right here and we move forward and we still see that the Nuggets have a nice cushion in the Western Conference Nelson um I would love yeah. your thoughts on that. So so I want to go back to something too and I I think we uh um just looking at this team cuz it has been somewhat seamless but Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson into the lineup right now, um, and their bench has just been bad. So there's always that transition that that takes place when you bring in new players, and I think they're working through that still. And it, I think it's kind of a bad time because if they're not playing well, they're going to get pulled. And so it's not like they're still they're still not getting a lot of crucial minutes together in my mind where they're gelling and feeling really like they're a, co- a cohesive unit. So that's a concern for me, for mm-hmm. sure. And then I wanted to talk about the fact that, so the next game they play is at um, Brooklyn. Then they have five road games, right? And so road games like that, when you go on those long trips, can be galvanizing. So I'm actually hoping they pull out a victory against Brooklyn mm-hmm. They go on the road. There's two tough teams they play on that road trip. Uh, they play Toronto first, which will be a hard game to win. And then they play at um, Detroit. And then they play the Knicks, I believe. So those two those two games will be difficult. But if they can somehow turn it around on that road trip, which sometimes can happen, then I, I think well, they'll just be fine. But that'll right. be a crucial part of their season is to see what happens. I think there is um, a little bit of concern right now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we don't want to re- overreact, but when you lose to two teams you should beat, um, I think this could be the turning point. And people could look back on this moment when we win the championship and go, oh, yeah, they had their little tough spurt. They fought through it. And then they turned it around, right? So that's what I hope. Because you're not going to just sail through and not have any bumps in the road, right? Yeah. So this is the this is the first bump in the road for the season. Let's see how they they react to it. Um, my bet is they will turn around and play well, and uh, we'll go from there. Gotcha, Keaton. Same thing, man. Is it is it time to worry yet, or or is would that be an overreaction right now? Um, I, I'm not personally worried, but like I said earlier, I mean, it's, it's also a benefit from the other teams that are around. It, it benefits us that we're six games up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it benefits us that the team that's chasing us, one of the teams that's chasing us is, has John Morant, who's going to be out for the next four games. Um, so who's a star player in the league, who's the leader, well, the leading scorer of the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. Um, that's a good switch up. I like that. <laughs> so, well, I can't say he's the leader, right? Yeah, Steven yeah, Adams yeah, yeah. Was uh, anyway, but uh, you know, it's that's a benefit. Um, so some things outside of our control are happening, um, but the things that we can control are what I do worry about, and that's like just remaining focused. 
You know what I mean? Like the last two games, it really seems like we took our foot off the gas pedal. It truly does. I mean, there's no other way you could say it. Um, losing by what, 20, 19, 20 points to the Bulls at home, mind you. I mean, we, we don't lose at home much at all. We're, that's our fifth loss at home this year, let alone by 20 points, you know. Um, and then tonight was just that, – that should be a wake-up call. Tonight should have been a wake-up call. Maybe not the Bulls game because, like you said, Nelson, earlier, I mean, the Bulls have some – some talent, some grit, some, you know what I mean? Some, some things to hang your hat on, but the Spurs, man, I mean, that's, that's a rough one. That's a rough loss. So we just got to learn from that. I mean, there's no other way you can say it. Um, I trust Jokic, obviously. How could I not? Um, And I just, the leaders of the team have to control this, right? They have to say, okay, this stops at two. This stops mm-hmm. at two right now. Like, I don't know. It's not team meeting time, you know, No, but no, it's, no. but it's, you know, it's like, Hey, this needs to stop at two. We're six games up. We have a goal in mind and that's it. Like we're here to win a championship. We have to approach every game with a championship mindset. doesn't matter who comes in, you know, or we go there or they come here. It doesn't matter. That's the mindset that they have to have. And I think they've lost this lost sight of that the last two games. Um, so we just got to refocus and yeah, we play Brooklyn at home um, in a couple days. They are not a team to sleep on. No, um, absolutely not. Especially with Mikhail so, Bridges. Yeah, like, man. That balling. Guy's balling. He is balling right now. And yeah. they so, still, they got, they got some weapons. Yeah. So we just cannot sleep on them. They're, they're a very good team. They're in the playoffs. They, you know, um, so we got to get the job done and then road. Jeremy, tell me, I don't know what our road record is. I know it's, close to close to 500 yeah our uh our regular stat guy jack isn't here tonight so uh i gotta i gotta i gotta fill in here and and no you're good i was gonna i was trying to look it up a minute ago um i just i know it's close so i mean that's another thing 16 and 16 right now oh right on 500 so right after that loss tonight Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that five game road trip could definitely galvanize us like you said nelson um that's something that we might need um you know so we just got to right steady the ship you know and uh i mean this isn't this isn't a young team sorry keaton this isn't a young team anymore i mean this is not a young team anymore right this is a team Mm -hmm. filled with veterans across the the whole lineup minus you know um braun um christian so um you know, this is a veteran team now, and the veterans on this team need to step up and lead the way. And it's that simple. And it starts with Jamal Murray and and um, and Jokic. So uh, uh, Jokic. So that's the bottom line. And I fully expect this team to turn it around. We're, we've lost two games. That's it. Uh, and so it is what it is. Let's move on um and and see if we can turn it around but it starts on the defensive end period they've got to turn it around there first once they do that then we'll start seeing the improvement we're looking for sorry keaton i didn't mean to interrupt you no you're good man like i mean i'm just going to piggyback off of what you just said defensively right nelson i mean 42 points in the second quarter to the spurs i mean that's a that's going to be one happen yeah, not that literally all. cannot happen whatsoever. Um, 42 points to any team <laughs> in a quarter is not good, but let alone to the Spurs, that's just rough. 
Um, so defensive, it, it's got to happen because we could score. We can score with anyone. I've never been worried about us scoring points ever. Um, Jokic always makes the right play at the right time. Um, so defensively, it's gonna that's gonna be the key, whether it's tonight or in the playoffs. You know, um, I would love to know what our record is when we hold teams under, say, 110 points. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah, more than likely that is a a pretty good record. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where, and you guys said it, it it really just comes down to the team that they played. I mean, a loss in general is not the worst thing in the world. And I think that's what it is, right? I think because we've we've become more so accustomed to wins this season because this, you know, like we said, this is the best Nuggets team that 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 we've seen, right? But yeah, I mean, these are the type of losses that that you you can't have, but Nelson said it correctly. Yes, it's it's just two games. It is just two games and um they have another game coming up soon against Brooklyn like you guys said, and yes, that is not a game that the Nuggets can sleep on. And I actually I'm actually more glad that they're playing against a team that is a playoff team. Like that's the way I see it. Right. Like I, because they know they can't play around. And this is a situation where um, they have slashers, Mikhail Bridges. We've seen him obviously on the Phoenix suns for quite some time. So we're very familiar with his game. They got slashers. They got Cam Thomas who had what three straight 40 point games, you know, when, when they had some injuries right after their trade situation um, of course, they got Spencer Dinwiddie, who has actually played pretty well against the Nuggets in the past. And I mean, I really like Nick Claxton. Very, very good defensive big uh, top three in blocks right now. Like he is he's been playing pretty well all season. So I like the fact that the Nuggets have they're they're playing against a team that that we can't use this the whole. Well, you know, they played down to the competition. They can't do that with the with the Nets, regardless of no KD and all that stuff. That doesn't matter because they are a playoff team. I believe they are sixth in the East right now. So this is just a situation where they, you know, look at each other and say, hey, guys, we got to play better. We are better than this, and that's just it. Yeah, I mean, if they if they lose the game against uh, Brooklyn and then let's say they go two and three on that road trip, I'm officially concerned. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. I'm officially concerned if that happens. I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, collectively, they'll come back strong against Brooklyn, play good defense, and I think they'll win three uh, three out of five on the road trip, maybe four out of five, and um, and turn it around, and, and we'll all be saying this is a bump in the road. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Keaton, real quick yeah. here. So we are we are coming up to the time of the show ending tonight. Yeah. Um, but and of course it is getting late, so I want to make sure we get you guys up out of here as well. But before we go, um, do you have any thoughts on just just the Nuggets the rest of the season, right? Going into the playoffs. Um, what and this is just a random question that I just kind of came up with. Is there a particular team in the playoffs that you would you would not mind the Nuggets playing in the first round? Man, I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, looking at that bottom of the West, I want nothing to do with Golden State. Um, <laughs> right, right. Nothing. Sorry, just being honest. Uh, yeah. Right now, that would be the matchup, I believe. 1-8, um, Golden State's in there. Uh, I, I want the Clippers, you know. I think okay. I think we own the Clippers. We literally, I mean, it's – so if I had to choose one team that I really want to play in the first round, it would be the Clippers. Um, and one that. team that I don't want to play – um, for obvious reasons, is Golden State because a full strength Golden State team can beat anyone. Gotcha. So gotcha. obviously they're the de- defending champions, you know. So um, that would be my two uh, Clippers. I want to play them, and then 
Yeah, Golden State. State. You want to avoid. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I live. Well, I live out in the Bay Area, as you know. Um, (laughs) And um, there we go. (laughs) I do do not fear the Golden State Warriors. Um, Okay. And the reason I don't is, and you guys know this, is they are god awful on the road. I mean, they are horrible on the road. They just had five games at home. They won all five. They've had three games on the road. They've lost all three, and they've lost to some bad teams on the road. They, for whatever reason, have been bad at, um, bad on the road all year long, and it, they're not, they're not the team to be scared of anymore, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, but I, Ke- I hear where um, Keaton's coming from on that completely and totally. Um, I still am also fearful of the Pelicans if they ever get Zion Williams back. Ooh, okay. um, I really yeah. think they're going to be something to be. Um, dealing with I think any team that's even in the bottom half is going to be a, a challenge period but I think the Nuggets will win those games the ultimate team that we don't want to see is if KD and when KD gets back healthy if they have to face them in the Western Conference Finals right I think that'll be a tough matchup for the Nuggets um, but other than that I don't really necessarily fear anyone I think the Nuggets can 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 win most of those games. I think that the only one is is Phoenix for me. Phoenix, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I I would have to agree, uh, Keaton. I agree with the Clippers being the favorable matchup. I think that would be the matchup that I would prefer because you said it correctly. The Nuggets have played extremely well against the Clippers, especially since the bubble. Like ever since that had happened, because it's not just basketball at this point. It it was it it's become a mental thing mental. too. It's oh, a yeah. mental thing. Mental. Right. Yeah. So that that obviously has affected that matchup a lot. But um I like and how I, fun would it be to beat Bones? Oh yes. Oh that would be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little would, salt in the wound. Yeah, that would be a uh, nice uh that'll be a nice situation. Love the right kid, there. but that yeah. would be sweet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, after all the talking and stuff, after the fact, it's like, cool. Let's just let's just play ball now, right? But uh, let I, Reggie cook. I agree, man. dude. I don't know. And speaking of Reggie, speaking of Reggie Jackson, um, how do you? Before we go, last thing here, if you had to give Reggie Jackson a letter grade right now, what would it be, Keaton? Oh man, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I'm a patient guy, right? Um, so I watch. I watch certain parts of Reggie's games and I'm like, yeah, I love that. You know what I mean? I love the aggressiveness, but then I'm like, Oh man. Okay. So I, I would give him a C, <laughs> you know, okay. like I would just give him like, you know, not like maybe a C plus, you know what I mean? Something where it's like, ah, he could be a lot better. You know what I mean? And I expect more out of him. Um, but I'm also giving him time to like get into the offense and understand new concepts. Cause it's still new. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, obviously you've been in the league for 12 years. That was a shock to me. Okay. So he was in, he was doing an interview the other day and said, this is my 12th year in the NBA. I was like, what? Yeah. Like I did not know it was 12 years. Um, but I mean, you understand different systems, right? He's played for a few different teams. Um, Clippers being the long-term team, of course, but, Every team comes with a new offense. Every team comes with new players, obviously. So it's just understanding where they're at, what's what do they like to do kind of thing. So I'm trying to be patient with them, obviously. So that goes into it, too. So I would have to say C+. Plus. Um, step up for me in the playoffs, please. That's all I need. You know what I mean? When, when, we, need, when we, need a clutch, we need a clutch bucket, give it to me. 
You know what I mean? I, then you I, get an A plus. <laughs> I have not been impressed, and Jeremy, you know this. I was the mm-hmm. one who was um, really rooting for him. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you, no. You, one, you I was rooting. wanting yeah. him to be yeah. added. Um, out of all the free agent uh, pickups that we gotcha. could get at the yeah. end, I wanted Reggie on the team. I have not been impressed, overly impressed with him. Um, foot quickness, defense. There's nothing been um, super, you know, amazing to me with him. Um, I actually think Ish Smith played on a different level, just as good as Reggie has played. His Ish would hit that mid range shot, like yeah. the free throw mm-hmm. line shot. Um, so I would say I would give him a D or a D plus right now. Um, I know that's being critical, hey man. Um, but but see. you know, it's what I it's what I see right mm-hmm. now. Um, can it change? Like I said, it takes time. Um, I hope it does. Maybe it maybe it's a C plus or a C minus, but it's just not it's not good right now. It's not good, and so whatever that is, and again, I think it's a hard thing to be a starter. And then all of a sudden you're coming in off the bench, you're cold, you're not getting a lot of minutes, um, you're not getting into the, the flow of the game. That's all part of it too, I'm sure, for him. Yeah. But I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. And so we'll have to see if that changes. The yeah. guy who I'm – can I just say the yeah. guy who I'm most unimpressed with so far is Thomas Bryant. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he's a young kid. He's young and he's got – tons of potential you know what i'm saying but it's just honing it in like I, I remember watching him play for the lakers and i was like man this guy can ball a little bit you know what i mean like he averaged like 11 12 points for him you know what i mean i was like that was a great pickup i mean we traded what three second round picks jeremy for him so yeah he's, he's got to perform for yeah. us right mm-hmm. like reggie we picked up on a buyout so he's playing with house money in a way like yes like i want him to contribute i want him to like i want him to make clutch shots, play great defense, all that stuff. That's cool. But he's on a buyout contract, you guys. So so that's out. That's almost like house money. Thomas Bryant, we traded three second-round picks for, which, you know what I mean, that's three assets that could be very useful down the line. So I think there's more pressure on Thomas Bryant to perform, um, and I haven't seen much of it. Um, there's certain things, like I like – when he, when he gets in that mindset of being aggressive, I love that because he can help us on rebounding, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and being aggressive and obviously the non Jokic minutes, it, which is huge, massive. Um, so that's, that's who I would, that's who I'm the least impressed with so far. But I mean, I just didn't expect Reggie to automatically just jump in. Cause you said, Nelsie, he was a starter and coming off the bench that changes everything in your mind getting getting your body going at the right time i mean you're you're coming off the bench instead of starting so you know it just changes everything so i have a lot more patience with reggie right now than i do thomas just because maybe it is the non-jokic minutes (laughs) jeremy where i'm like oh man this is and it goes downhill fast right we all know that Mm -hmm. non when Jokic isn't in there it's you know so that that's probably why more pressures on thomas bryant in those minutes. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, guys, um, this was a, this was a pleasure. I mean, of course, you know, it could have been more hype and happy had the Nuggets won some games. Um, and it's so funny, Nelson, we spoke about it last time. Cause after the last time we did the show with you, myself and Jack, 
the Nuggets were coming off. Um, they had won back to back games, so like That's the right. whole mood was so oh, different, yeah. and everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, we're mm-hmm. so good." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you lose two. So it just shows you just how the dynamic is in basketball and sports, and it just there are roller coaster moments, right? You have right. to kind of go with it. ebbs and flows. That is that is just how sports is, and, right? So, and all championship teams go through adversity. Oh, yeah. Um, period. Uh, yeah. I don't care what team you talk about, they all have adversity. So this is a this is uh adversity. They they need this on some little small level to have adversity because how you respond to that adversity is how you're gonna do in the playoffs. Uh, because there's gonna be times when things flip on a switch and you need to be able to adapt to that. So mm-hmm. I fully expect them to bounce back. Like I said, this is a veteran group with great players. And I expect them to bounce back. And I think we'll just say this is a bump in the road. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of bump in the road and adversity, um, I'm going to say one last thing before we leave off on the show tonight. I did tell you guys about this this 25-leg parlay that I had. Oh, no. I just missed it by one assist by Jimmy Butler. Oh, no. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. One assist. I needed four. He ended with three. So, on that note, um, listen, guys, this has been. Sorry. (laughs) This has been cool. Um, I need to get off here so I can go cry for like 10 minutes. Um, But. Listen, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Yeah, many blessings, brother. <laughs> hey, man, it was it was nice to it was nice, nice to, meet to finally you. Yeah. meet you, Jeremy. Oh yeah, for nice sure, to meet man. You, Nelson. Yes, sir. This was awesome, man. I, this was great. This is have a good rest of your weekend, and everybody. You else guys too. There. Now yeah. we gotta we gotta do this again real soon. So so everybody Absolutely. listening right now, because I've been getting messages. People, you know, tell me that you know this is becoming you know like their favorite Nuggets pod, which is which is a beautiful thing to hear. And we just want to keep you know growing with with this. So everybody listening right now, we appreciate you guys. Keep messaging us. Keep messaging the the show handle um, on Twitter, which is Denver Hoop Dream on Twitter. Um, just let us know your thoughts about stuff by next week. We will be starting going live and then we'll start posting the full video feed on uh, the Odyssey 2400 Sports YouTube page. So that's obviously a big deal for us, you know, moving forward. And we just want to start keep, you know, keep growing the content and everything. So everybody listening, we appreciate you guys. Um, Yeah. Go Nuggets. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. Peace out, out, man. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Y'all take care, man. Have a great night. 